Hello there, and welcome back. I am Father Michael. I'm Father Luke. And you're watching Panhandle Padres. So you know what that means. We got a name. We got a name. The contest is over. Congratulations to Steve. We will be in touch shortly, hopefully soon, <laughs> with your um, rightly deserved swag bag prize. So look, look out for our uh, call or email or something. But congratulations, Steve. So... Nice. Well, today we're going to be looking at a few things on our episode. We'll have a recap of Father Richard's visit, the brand, brand new ordained priest. Uh, we'll also have a recap of the Sunday readings and homily. We'll also be looking at vocation chalice. What is it and why uh, would we have one? As well as Bishop's dispensation letter uh, for the diocese. So we'll be looking at that today on today's episode. It's going to be awesome. But so, Father Luke, you were in Tallahassee all week. That's right. Yeah, so I was in Tallahassee with our seminarians. So those are the guys studying to be priests. And during their summer vacation, what they do is they stay in a house, and we call it the Summer House of Prayer and Formation. So they sleep under the same roof. Uh, they eat meals together. They work together, uh, do different um, works. They work with the homeless as well as um, working uh, with some manual labor stuff. Um, it's good for them. And then they do reading and prayer together. So it's really, um, it was a, really a privilege to be with them this past week. And we went through uh, a book together and it was awesome. Um, I got up every day at like 6 a.m. and we did exercises. Um, I felt like I was, you know, back in the seminary. It was pretty, it was pretty intense. We did boxing one day. We also did basketball a couple days. So I was sore. I was sore, you know, waking up that early and working out. So. Yeah, they don't let me do boxing when they come because they don't want all of our seminarians to get hurt. <laughs> but, um, but those summers are, were the, some of the best summers of my life. You know, back yeah. even, even Father Luke and I did that back before, uh, during our sem early seminary days. But they're awesome times, so it's, I'm really jealous that he got to go do that. It was awesome. It was a great, it was a great week. Um, so you pray for our seminarians and um, pray for their formators, so all those people that um, are their professors and all those people that are away during summer break, just, yeah, pray for the guys that are preparing to be priests. You know, it's not easy to give up your life um, for something, um, especially for, for God um, in a world like today um, that we're in, but these guys are doing it and it's very inspiring. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Please keep the prayers going for them. Um, all right. And then I was, if you didn't notice that this weekend, you didn't see me probably much around. I was um, helping with the retreat for a group of our parishioners at Christ the King in Freeport, so they're um, they've been doing this catechesis with a with a, mo a movement in the Church of Charism called the Neo Catechumenal Way, and this was the kind of the culmination of that catechesis was with a retreat which they called a convenience, and so I was there to be with them as their pastor, but um, just to to help them conclude that session, and we might be talking more about that as as the time goes by, but they'll be starting a uh, what they call a a, an assembly of that of that movement at the at the parish or at the church Christ the King in Freeport. So, if you're if that's something that's interesting, you can always ask us about it more. But um, but that's where I was. So I'm I'm sure y'all were happy with Father Luke there holding the fort down at St. Rita. Um, I had the Spanish mass. So that's right. If, remember, we always have that Sunday night 5 p.m. Spanish mass. If you ever want to La Misa, get a little diverse in your in your mass uh, going. All in Spanish. So awesome. Well, what did you know? What did you since I missed it? You know, what was you have any notes from the homily that you maybe want to expound upon a little bit for I, our people? We just uh, remember, guys. We talked about the mustard seed. Um, that was the big text for this week, and we talked about doing small things with great love. Um, Therese of Lisieux 
She wanted to be, she was this little French girl from the countryside. She wanted to be a great missionary. She wanted to be a martyr. And her constitution was such that she couldn't go to the mission fields. She couldn't go to Africa during that time. And so what happened was um, in prayer, she realized that she couldn't be the hands and feet of Jesus, but that Jesus was inviting her to be his heart, that she was invited to be the heart of the body of Christ, and that that heart pumps, if you will, blood and, and energy to the mission field, to those martyrs and those missionaries. So um, she found her place in the church, and she is now one of the, you know, the probably most well-known and most you know, influential saints. She's always featured when it comes to the, the history of the church and that, um, and basically she lived in a convent in France that nobody really knew her, but she prayed and she journaled. And once she died, that all came out. So just kind of talking about doing small things. This is her path to holiness, doing small things with great love. And that was her, that was her way, the little way. Very cool. Yeah. Therese is a rock star, um, powerhouse saint. Um, so yeah, all you young ones out there, you don't have to wait till you're older <laughs> to be holy. Yeah. You know, God's calling us at every stage of our life to holiness and he gives us the grace to do it. So be just like Therese, except be who God's called you to be. So no, we're not all supposed to be exactly like her, but that's great wisdom to, to love, to do small things with great love is a sure path. Yeah, sure path. Awesome. Well, what, um, what's that book you got sitting there? Oh, yeah. So we did also mention just this um, this book called Praying the Truth. This is by William Berry. And, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, how do we, you know, how do I pray or how do you make this practical? And Father Michael and I, you know, we talk about prayers, you know, praying our fathers and Hail Mary. But there's, there's a difference between saying prayers and praying. And this is kind of, this is what you would use for starting a conversation with God. I know um, I've been praying now for years. I've been on retreats and I feel like I've told God everything. Um, but I started reading this book and I realized, oh my gosh, like I never thought to tell God about this or that, you know. And so this has been a really helpful prayer starter for me. So I just highly recommend it. Again, it's called Praying the Truth. And um, I just recommend it if you are um, looking to deepen your prayer life or have that conversational prayer with God. I think it's a great book um, to really get started in that direction. And I continue to use it even if you've been talking with God for years. Like it's something that I continue to use and draw upon um, even now. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the other great Teresas or you know, Therese, Teresa, you know, same name. Uh, Teresa of Jesus, Teresa of Avila, oh, yeah. you know, she, for 15 years, she talked about how um, to meditate, like she struggled, distractions, all that kind of stuff. But um, she used books, spiritual readings and writings um, mm -hmm. to help her focus. And so don't feel like you need to just be in the chapel with nothing or to just pray your rosary, but it's okay to have the book and then that doesn't just be the Bible, but it can be a, a book that's helpful for you to encounter the Lord who wants to encounter you and be with you. So that's one example of, I'm sure, hundreds of great books. Um, but that's one Father Luke seems to have, it's really that's helped him. Helpful, so. yeah. All right, so that's kind of what we had uh, this past weekend and a few, and even two weeks back. So now we're going to look at what we got coming up. And so uh, there's some big stuff coming up, especially this weekend. But before we get there, um, kind of tied into what Father Luke got to do last week with the seminarians, um, you know, we want to start doing something here to help kind of just make us focus on praying for vocations because that's yeah. so important yeah. um you know the lord said you know the, the the harvest is ready but the laborers are few i mean that's talking about all you know christian living in the world but in a particular way it's talking about the laborers uh, for the church the ministers of the church in a, in a certain way so 
we're going to do something, and maybe you've seen this, especially we have people here from all over the country, you might have seen this, or it might have been a more popular thing in the past, um, but so the idea of a vocations chalice, so something that we would pass around uh, from family to family for like a week at a time, where you would, so you know, just like we use at Mass, like we have our <laughs> little altar here, this little Lego chalice. It's not going to be a Lego chalice, as cool as that would be, um, but because your <laughs> kids will probably want to steal it. But a real chalice, you know, one that's actually been used in mass. Um, we're going to package it up in, in a little ba you know, box like it comes in anyway. And we're going to give you some help to, you know, well, what do we pray? You know, we want you to pray for vocation. So we're going to give you like a week's kind of guide of what to do with that. And you gather with your family and, and really pray that, that uh, he calls men and that men are able to receive that calling. And it doesn't have to just be for priests, but also for religious, for consecrated men and women in religious communities and just people open to hearing his voice and, and going where he's called them to go. Um, we know as, as priests, we hope that that's to the priesthood a lot of times because we need help. You know, we need more priests. We need um, great holy pastors to, to shepherd our people. And so that's the idea of it. So be on the lookout. When we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it more when it starts to happen. But then we'll do most likely like a sign up where you can sign your family up to take the vocation chalice for the week and pray every day that week for vocations. And then when you bring it back, you know, don't just stop. It's, it's a reminder that you need to be doing this as often as you could think of it. So the chalice is just a reminder, very concrete for y'all to pray that week. And then hopefully every day you can just say, Lord, please send us good holy priests uh, to serve your church and to give uh, the Eucharist to the world, to forgive sins, to anoint us, you know, all the things that we do, um, we need more of them. So you know, that's, that's the idea behind it. So be, again, be on the lookout. We'll explain more about it when it comes. Thanks. All right. So the dispensation we talked about coming up. So this is, we talked, mentioned it a few episodes ago, and um, now that time is over. This, this weekend, all faithful Catholics, all Catholics in the area of our diocese, and especially in our parish boundary, are required to be back at Mass. So that's this Saturday, beginning in the, the Vigil Mass, technically 4 p.m. it starts, um, and then obviously Sunday, Father's Day weekend, we have to go to, back to church. So um, Bishop sent a pastoral letter out to all the faithful, which hopefully you have received or you saw it online. And anyway, we're just going to give you a little recap of what he, he mentioned. But, um, you know, what would you say to somebody who, you know, because there's been a lot of people you know, that haven't been to church in a while, and um, we, we want you to be feel welcome and safe, and we want you back. You know, it's it's our Catholic duty. It's our gift, a gift <laughs> to go. But So if somebody came up to you and said, you know, well, why do I need to go to Mass? What would you yeah, tell them? Yeah. I feel like I get that question a lot. Um, why even go to Mass? Um, especially from teenagers. But I, I would say that, you know, we're going to worship something this week. Um, I'm going to worship something today. Um, and anything that's not God that I worship, and I know this by experience, um, anything that I anything I worship that's not God usually takes life from me. It sucks the amount of some life from me. Um, but what's uh, crazy and amazing, miraculous about the mass is I actually receive God. Um, that I receive the fullness of life uh, when I come to mass. Um, it's not that God just wants an hour of my week, but He wants to give. Um, so it's a pretty amazing. I mean, I think that that's the reason I go to mass is to worship Him. Um, because he's the one actually worthy of worship. Um, I worship other things, which I'm not proud of. You know, we all fall into idol worship here and there. But um, it's only when I worship God that I feel fully alive and I'm filled with life. Absolutely. So you heard it from Father Luke. That's, that's why I need come to, to mass. come to Mass. Come to Mass. <laughs> we, we will be there awaiting you with smiles on our faces. Maybe not at the 8 a.m. We might be 
a little tired still. <laughs> but um, so just real quick, the back side of the letter, Bishop explains these are the reasons why you may need to stay away. Not, you know, these are reasons you know you 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 always have your own choice, and nobody ever is going to know what's going on with you. <laughs> but he's encouraging that if these things are part of your life, you know, maybe consider staying home. So if you are ill. Um, or your health condition would be significantly compromised um, if you got an infectious illness, you know, so stay home. Please use the dispensation and don't come to Mass. Stay home. If you exhibit flu-like symptoms, please stay home. If you have good reason to think you might be asymptomatic of a contagious illness, you know, so if you were in, in recent contact with somebody, you're still dispensed if, that's, if you have reason to think that. Um, it says if you care for the sick, the homebound, um, a, a young person, you know, a, not like, a seven-year-old, but maybe like a, a baby, um, or or somebody that's infirm, um, stay home. You're dispensed from mass. It, this one we were kind of talking about. We don't understand fully, but it says if you are pregnant, so if you have you know morning sickness, whatnot, um, you are dispensed from mass uh, if you need to be. And then if you cannot attend mass through no fault of your own, so if there's an accident in the morning, traffic's bad, if church is way too far away and you just can't get there, bad weather. Those type of things, um, we are dispensed. You know, bad weather can be iffy because if, if there's still three masses after the mass you missed because of weather, you should probably go <laughs> to one of the other ones. Um, but so if, if there's something that comes up that's out of your control that keeps you from mass, your ride doesn't show up, those kind of things, you are dispensed from mass. There's no sin there for missing. Um, and then if the last one, this one is new. So this one is was not in canon law. It's not in the catechism. But because of the pandemic, this one was added. If you have significant and reasonable fear or anxiety of becoming ill by being at Mass. So that's obviously a new one that if um, people have been struggling with that maybe the, over the past couple years. Um, so if that's the case for you, um, I don't know if Bishop's gonna eventually going to remove that one too when there really is no reasonable you know, f or significant fear to be sick. Um, but for now, that one's there, and we'll let you know if it ever changes. So those are the things. Those are nice. the reasons to still be dispensed from Mass. But for everybody else... We will see you there. Um, we're looking forward to, to that, and we're going to keep trying to make church as safe and, and healthy and, and beautiful as possible for you that do come. All right. Well, one final note. We have a, a job opening um, we're trying to spread the word about. Do you know what position? Yeah, we're hiring a new youth minister. So if you or somebody you know uh, would be a great youth minister for our area, um, yeah, let us know. Contact us, and we're putting out um, feelers to try to get a youth minister for this upcoming semester. Yeah, and if you need to send, it's, there's a link on our website, stritaparish.org, so send them that way or uh, send it to them yourself, and we look forward to meeting them if they're the right fit. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today on Panhandle Padres. Looking forward to the future and uh, all the cool artwork and everything that's going to come with our new name. So, be sure to hit the like button and follow us on all of our platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, St. Rita Media, uh, stritaparish.org. You know how to find it by now. But if you don't, it's down there at the bottom, there, there, and there probably. <laughs> and um, we'll see you next time. Awesome, guys. Have a great week. God bless you all. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.